0: If there was one thing that I wish that I did in college, it would have been studying abroad. From seeing the seven wonders of the world to eating things that I would have never dreamed of, it would have been a semester to remember. But that's why in this episode we live vicariously through the students who studied in Asia, Europe, and even North America, and uncover what it's truly like to pack up your bags, go to school halfway across the world, and the things that you should look out for. Fighter. Fight. Welcome to Declassified College, where I, Justin Nguyen, share my cheat codes to college and make sure that you're ready for the real world by the time that you walk across that stage. Make sure you subscribe, not just for you, not just for me, but for the millions of college students around the world to find this podcast. Now, you don't want to let down millions of students, do you? Since I've never studied abroad before, I asked you guys, the Declassified College community, for your stories, and thank God that I did, because you guys did not disappoint. I wouldn't have thought of half of the advice that you came up with, and there's so many good stories that if I shared them all, this episode would probably be a few hours long. A couple that couldn't fit into this episode, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to, was going to the Taj Mahal while Trump was there, and then making the Indian news, as well as seeing Prince Harry while studying in Australia. But first off, I want to introduce you to Amy. She went to UC Santa Barbara and was studying in Geneva right before COVID hit. This is something that she never would have expected.
1: When you're studying abroad, it's really important to plan ahead and to start early. Uh, So because I didn't really plan ahead for my classes, I unfortunately have to graduate a quarter later, which isn't, you know, the end of the world. But I definitely think it's important to think about how it impacts your classes and make adjustments so that you're still graduating on time.
0: I think planning is something that students would leave up to their advisor or just think that studying abroad automatically equals a semester at your normal college. But before you study abroad, make sure you check with your advisor and double check because they've been known to make a few mistakes. You didn't hear that from me though. Next is traveling. This is probably the main reason that you want to hop on a plane and have your friends and family live through you, similarly to how I am right now. But before you do that, you'll need to make sure that your basics are situated. Anjali studied in Canada and shares exactly what you need to start thinking about financially.
1: One piece of advice I would like to give is to plan your finances wisely studying abroad can be incredibly expensive living expenses can increase currency can fluctuate you may fail a term and you have to pay an additional fee in times like this during covid it's very difficult to get a job and even those who have jobs would have lost jobs and uh, government programs don't cover international students like they cover citizens and permanent residents so whether you have a job or not it is good to plan your finances in advance and also keep your expenses low
0: i know you don't want to hear about finances you just want to go to bali take your picture of you swinging on that swing so you can show all of your friends this amazing life that you're living but that's why you listen to this podcast right you want the real advice that people won't tell you. So, in terms of finances, check out one of our first episodes with Benjamin Fields. He traveled all over Asia while studying and doing research during his undergrad, and he didn't spend much of his own money. He leveraged credit cards and professor connections to make sure finances never stressed him out while he was jumping from country to country. I'll be sure to link Ben's episode in the show notes. Now, while you're living your dream, jumping from country to country, something that may seem self-explanatory can be easily forgotten until it hits you right in the face. Shivani was studying abroad in Singapore before traveling to Taiwan, and then this happened.
1: My first trip outside of Singapore was to Taipei in Taiwan, and the most difficult thing that my friend and I experienced was the language barrier. In Singapore, almost everyone spoke English, so communicating with the locals was not hard at all. However, in Taiwan, it's a different story. Not a lot of locals spoke English, so the craziest part of our trip was trying to explore the city with no data no wi-fi and not being able to communicate with the locals this one time my friend and i were in the metro station and were staring at a map trying to figure out how to get to a specific part of town and three locals approached us asking if we needed help without knowing english we communicated using hand gestures and using pictures until we got our answer and this is how we communicated with the locals the entire weekend the trip was filled with getting lost countless amount of times taking the wrong route in the metro, and struggling to order food at restaurants. But we learned to adapt, get out of our comfort zones, and made our trip to Taiwan a memorable one.
0: Yep, I can attest to this. A couple of years ago, me and my girlfriend flew to Belize for a little vacation. Halfway through the trip, we hopped over to Guatemala, and in Belize they speak English, but in Guatemala, they speak Spanish. Between forgetting my passport at the border and trying to travel from city to city without knowing Spanish, yeah. That's an episode in and of itself. But it's very humbling to try to speak to people with just your hands. I think Shivani's story is a perfect transition into Tanushree's advice. Tanushree also studied in Singapore, and this is the number one thing that she wants to tell you.
1: Never say no. Now, of course, this comes with a few disclaimers. Don't put yourself in unsafe situations that would ever put you or anyone else at risk. But in general, don't say no. As I said before, exchange is like a dream, and before you know it, it'll all be over. And when it's over, it will hurt. You don't want to look back and think, wow, I wish I did more. I wish I was braver. I wish I opened myself up to new experiences. If there's something that scares you, ask yourself why that is. And sometimes pushing yourself to do the very thing that scares you may lead to some beautiful growth within yourself. And you never want to close yourself off from that. So never say no. And I guarantee you'll come back feeling like a changed person. I sure did.
0: Test, test, test. You never know where it will take you. When you're doing things outside of your comfort zone, it can be liberating. And the best thing about it, usually the people around you are other students who you don't know. And you'll probably never see again if you don't want to once your trip ends. So who cares? That's why when Ibrahim shared his advice, I was shocked. Because this is the complete opposite of what I would have thought.
1: One thing I didn't expect was to have as much fun as I did. You know, I'm quite shy and introverted. So, you know, sometimes making friends can be quite difficult. But once I was there, I kind of just noticed everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's in like a completely new environment. So everyone's really open and keen to make new friends, make new connections. So it's really easy. Just go up, talk to someone or someone will come up and talk to you and you can just get really connected and just make the whole experience a lot more enjoyable. You know, I made some lifelong friends just from my one year abroad. And yeah, it's just really nice to enjoy yourself, network, meet new people. It's fantastic.
0: Now for some tactical advice. Australia is known for kangaroos, and this is what Stephanie learned about them in her adventures down under. My most important piece of advice is to make sure you download an offline map of Google in the city you plan to study abroad in or are traveling to. Because Australia drives on the opposite side of the road, I got lost after getting dropped off by the bus several times in several cities. Before I learned my way back to my host's home, I was scared not because of the possibility of getting robbed, but rather having a kangaroo attack me. You might not believe me, but a mob of kangaroos resided at a park within 200 feet of the home I was staying in. They may look like gentle creatures, but let me assure you, if you ever provoke a kangaroo, they have the power to fracture your ribs. Eh? I didn't even know that you could download Google Maps offline. And then B, do not run into Kangaroo Jack. While being abroad, you may come with your own stereotypes from the research that you do beforehand. It's inevitable. But here's a story from Neptali about how surprised he was while in China and Taiwan. I did not expect, based off of what I heard, I didn't really study too much of the, the Chinese or the Taiwanese culture before I left, I heard it was a bunch of racism. What I didn't realize was that they were going to be so embracing we were like celebrities there and it was so uplifting to know that people saw us differently and saw us almost as if we were like Kobe Bryant in China which he was huge God rest his soul when he was in China and so we kind of felt that celebrity and it was a, a a great 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 feeling and it also helped me illuminate my mind that the world is bigger than just San Antonio or New York or Philadelphia, things like that. Whenever I hear about study abroad, it's usually about how great the adventures are, the people you get to meet from different schools around the world, and obviously the food that you get to taste. I'm usually jealous of the food, but I think there's one thing that many people forget about while they're over in another country. Listen to this last clip
1: I did not expect to befriend so many local students. I've always heard stories about how their top priority was to focus on their academics and not really socialize, but this wasn't the case at all. I spent so much of my term abroad hanging out with them. We celebrated Chinese New Year together, and they taught me the traditions and customs that they perform. And so for Chinese New Years, we actually got together for dinner at one of their houses and we had hot pot, and their parents also presented me with hongbao, which are the red envelopes that you receive during Chinese New Year. We also went to night markets together and often hung out on campus to eat lunch or grab bubble tea during class breaks. I definitely recommend befriending the local students because not only can you learn so much about them and the country, you're also building a friendship for life.
0: Yes, the traveling, the food, the culture is great. But the best way to experience all that is by immersing yourself by becoming friends with the locals. The same way that the experts I bring onto the show share their cheat codes about colleges and careers, the locals know all the cheat codes in their own country. When you're traveling, don't get stuck in your own bubble. You're only there for a short period of time. Use it wisely and learn from the masters who have been there their whole lives. Explore, learn, and most importantly, listen. Another day, another cheat code, and you're on your way to defeating the level that we like to call college. If you've liked any of the cheat codes that we've given out, please hit that subscribe button and give us a review on iTunes. Each review helps us grow and make sure that more people learn these tips. We love to hear from you all, so make sure you check out our website www.getyourgrindup.com and follow us on all social media platforms at Get Your That's G-E-T-C-H-O-G-R-I-N-D-U-P. So until next time, peace.